The Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by GameTime. GameTime tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Sign up at GameTime.co and use promo code CFBX for $20 off. That's GameTime.co and the promo code CFBX. Virgil, you kept knocking on the door, but is the overriding emotion as you stand there now frustration? 100%. (laughs) You see um, how we play the game, how we obviously having most of the ball and creating some opportunities. I think um, there was only one team, I think, that were trying to win the game. and um, Unfortunately, it didn't happen. But, uh, yeah, so that's why it's frustrating because, you know, we want to win every game, of course, but especially if you play against a team like them. What more could you have done? I think make a better decision in the end. Just that final third. third. Yeah, sometimes we shot too easy or could have, you know, pass it to the overlapper maybe but you know it's from from the outside it's very easy to uh, and for me as well sometimes from the back it's easy to judge the situation but um, I think the right decision sometimes was lacking but um, yeah hopefully uh, we carry on of course and uh, I'm, I don't I don't I don't doubt that either but uh, obviously it's frustrated because you were superior in all in all aspects and from the very first beginning and they were hoping on a couple of counter attacks like uh, to hurt us on the break um and yeah in the end you know they are buzzing with the point and we are very disappointed with the point yeah you said only one team was trying to win it did you expect them to be maybe as compact and deep as they were yes um obviously they're not in the best phase so you know, coming here, then um, you know, you you aware, you 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 wary of, of of the threat that we have. But uh, you know, I want to look at my own side more or less, and we should have won it today, and uh, that's a disappointing thing. But we have uh, big games coming up, so we can't dwell on it too long, and we won't. Um, we learn from certain. We have to learn from certain situations. I I definitely uh, know that we will. Did their form coming into this and what happened in this fixture back in March, did it create a strange no, no. feeling, expectation no, around the match? It's all about from the outside world, the, the perception that, you know, there was only one team that could be, could have a positive outcome, I think, in, in today's game and whether they won, lose, whatever. Um, but for us, I think if I remember correctly, last year we didn't come in with a good... Um, feeling towards the main night game and uh, we won the game convincingly of course last year but last year don't count now and um, this is a game on its own as always have been because it means more it means more to us means more to the fans and um, unfortunately we couldn't win thank you thank you so usually we open up the show with a clip from the previous game but the previous game was Manchester United getting a nil-nil draw at Anfield a very respectable point nobody has got anything at Anfield this season Liverpool had a 100% record at home in all competitions until they faced United that's not to say United did well or played well in that game they did do well but they didn't play well but They did ride their luck and they did come away with a point. And that was the Virgil van Dijk interview instead. A very 
controversial interview that got a lot of people talking. One of these people was Roy Keane. We are going to play his response shortly. Before we do that, let me welcome you to BetMUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow BetMUFC on X at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on X at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. And you can also follow my other X account as well. That is at LockBettingX. That's at LockBettingX. That is the account where I post free plays and my PL profit and loss spreadsheet every single month. The pin tweet on that account will always be the PL from the previous month, and my PLs add up to 126 months in a row of transparent and track profit. If you want to see the rest of them, just head over to lockbetting.com or stroll down the X account. When you look at my spreadsheets, you will see that we sensibly manage a bankroll. We don't chase losing plays with bigger plays. There's no five unit plays, 10 unit plays, 20 unit play, well plays, max plays, any of that nonsense play of the year, none of that shit. Just um, sensible backroll management that leads to a monthly profit on a monthly basis, making this hobby more fun. It's a hobby where if you have a disposable income, you can um, use it to get involved in sports betting. It's not a way to settle your debts. It's not a way to get out of problems. It is just a hobby, but we can make it a more profitable hobby. And in turn, that will make it a more fun one over at lockbetting.com. If you have any questions, shoot me a DM at the X account at X. You can also follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on X as well at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network or the other account as well at Gambling Podcast. That's at gambling podcast so that is the uh housekeeping out of the way we can now move on with the show and as i mentioned roy Keane responded to those uh, those comments that interview by virgil van dyke and he offered up a very critical and very fiery response so have a listen to this uh, obviously we heard van dyke speaking there obviously a lot of, of arrogance coming out of him dishing united like that he, he needs to re- now he needs a reminder himself. He's playing for clubs who won one title in 30 odd years. He said only one team to want to win. Man United are buzzing with the point. Man United are in a difficult place. Like Liverpool have been in a difficult place for many a year. So maybe that bit of arrogance backfired on him today. I don't know if it was arrogance it, personally. That's arrogance. That's arrogance. I just think he I... said Man United were buzzing. Only one team came to play. Yeah. Listen, I've come to many times here when I was at United when Liverpool were in a tough place. Mm. And they were happy with a draw. Yeah, yeah, United will take the ball. But I think the addition like that saying, oh, they're buzzing, they're only one team wanted to win. United have one or two chances, United are up against it. Mm. And sometimes players need a reminder when they're playing for clubs, like Liverpool, and everyone's saying, Man United are this and that. Yeah, United are in a bad place, but for many a year, Man United were in a good place. And you wouldn't think, be disrespecting clubs like he is. I think he's not disrespecting a club. I think he's disappointed at how Liverpool have performed. Looking at the stats, looking at the way in which they controlled the game, I think he's thinking, well, if they had a higher line, if they had tried to maybe break us down, maybe we could have had counter-attacks. There weren't many counter-attacks for Liverpool today. It was mainly them controlling the game, trying to break United down. There were moments there where there were like eight, nine people in a line on the edge of the box. So we're talking That's about... Arrogance. That's it's arrogance. It's not arrogance for me. I don't think it's arrogance. It's frustration. Yeah, it is frustration, but it's torn when he's talking about Man United. As if, as if they turn up and turn up and beat Man United. Listen, we were all expecting the worst, yeah. But you still have to go out and do it. That's what great teams do. And that's what teams who win championships every year do. The Man Cities or the Man United or the Liverpool of the 80s. He's, he's got to remember where he's coming from. Am I right? Liverpool once in 30 odd years they won the league. One in 33. Right. He needs a reminder himself. 
Because sometimes you do get carried away yourself. Oh, we should be trying to beat Man United. As I said, I can only go back on my own experience. We played Liverpool many a time when Liverpool was struggling. And Liverpool would take a draw and they'd be happy. I've come here and took a draw and be happy. But you wouldn't be slagging the team off going on. What would you want him to say, Roy? What would you want him to say? Would you want him to say, I'm happy happy with the point against Man United, who at this present moment aren't performing at the same level we are. I don't think he's disrespecting Man United saying they're miles off the pace, the club's nowhere near it. He's saying... They're buzzing with the draw. There's only one team we wanted to come and win. We're at home. We expected to come here today and try and get a result. We expected them to come here with the notion of trying to win the game. I'm not saying Manchester United went out there and said, we're not trying to win today, but... You find, in the end, you try, you find different ways to, to win a football match. Just because they had 30-odd shots or loads of possession in corners, that doesn't win your football matches. Mm-hmm. We watch many a game here where a team would get one chance to score and we said, listen, they were clinical, and United had one or two chances towards the end. Do you think they showed ambition, Manchester United, today? No, I just thought they were under huge pressure, and they sat in, and they played... To the to kind of the strengths they had today, it, it wasn't great to watch Man United today. But like we said before the game, if you offered United a draw, they would have been delighted with it, and Liverpool would have been disappointed. But it also arrogance comes into football, and it can happen where you go away where you're disappointed with a draw. But sometimes you have to go back and go. You have to take the draws. You can't win every game of football, even if you have all these chances. The bottom line is the most important stat is the scoreline. Every week we get stats thrown at us. Possession. It's about putting the ball in the back of the net. That's why the strikers are vital. That's the way to get on the big box. You've got to put the ball in the back of the net. So wherever but Man United buzzing or Man United this, Liverpool had opportunities and they didn't take them. That's their own fault. Nothing to do with Manchester United or the way Manchester United set up or Man United injuries or whatever it might be. And as I said, I've played Liverpool many a time. And let me tell you, they were pretty pleased with a draw. And you give them, you say, well, listen, fair play, no problem. So this idea, oh, Man, Man no, I don't, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like his... I Roy, didn't like just, his message. Just, like, you just didn't like no, it. Like, no, no, you felt I'm like telling you. Dissed, you felt like no. he dissed yeah, Man United. No, he that's did. what it is, right? Oh, he that's, did. That's got you a little bit. Yeah, it, and he, I think he's out of order. But listen, that's just... I don't think he did. I don't think he dissed Man United. <laughs> I right. think there's a level of respect well, we, there. I think there's respect. I think every footballer around the world has respect but we can just for Manchester United. That. I'm not going to say dissing them. I just think he's disappointed that Liverpool didn't go out there today and do what they thought they would be able to do. It didn't work out for them. They tried their best. They couldn't break them down. Man United got a result. Well, we see him against Arsenal this period, because maybe Arsenal might come and try and win the game. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a very Liverpool thing to do. Jurgen Klopp's done it a few times as well, where they complain about the other team's tactics. The tactics of the other team didn't suit them because they weren't able to play in a wide open end-to-end game which suits Liverpool. Liverpool have a tendency to complain about it. Look, you have to break teams down. If you have superior attacking options, it's not going to be to the other team's benefit to go toe-to-toe with you. If Man United had gone toe-to-toe with um, Liverpool in this game, then it would have been the result that everybody expected. It would have been the result that I expected last week when I locked up Liverpool to cover an Asian handicap line. I did not expect Man United to set up that way. I did not expect Man United to be able to achieve it. I did say on the show that maybe there's a possibility that Manchester United do that, but I did not expect them to be able to achieve it. I did not think the discipline was there. And the fact that it was, I think that was an impressive performance. It showed me something and it mainly showed me that the players were playing for Eric Ten Hag still, at least the ones on the pitch. And we're going to listen to Ten Hag shortly. But um, you can't complain about what other teams do just because you didn't have it your own way. You need to be able to 
break teams down. This is going to be the situation from time to time if you are a top team. And if you can't deal with it, then you're not a top team. It's as simple as that. And um, it does seem to be Liverpool who are the main team who complain and complain and complain about it because the, the stylistic matchup doesn't suit them and doesn't favour them to allow them to have their way and do whatever they want to do and be able to dictate the game in the way that they want to dictate. It's just absolute nonsense. It is arrogance. It's um, it's crybaby behaviour from from uh, from Virgil van Dijk and it's usually the crybaby behaviour that we associate with um, Jurgen Klopp, crying about the way teams play, crying about kickoff times. Just, just shut the fuck up and play the game. It's just all very, very Liverpool and just adds to their overall dislikability as a as a football club along with their supporters um before we do listen to uh, Eric Ten Hag as I just mentioned and look ahead to tomorrow's game away to West Ham let me take this quick pause to tell you guys about underdog fantasy underdog has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long NFL NBA NHL college basketball and college football simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players fantasy stats and cash in so watch along make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on underdogs mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com when you sign up with our promo code sgpn underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 that's underdog fantasy and the promo code sgpn you haven't scored for three games um and you're one of the lowest scorers in the in the Premier League. I know in the past you've defended Rasmus Hoyland and it's not just about one player, but why, why are you struggling to score goals so much? Oh, first of all, I think we've played very strong teams um, with Liverpool and Bayern Munich. Uh, that's obvious. And then before we had a poor game, as, as we have seen. But I think, um, yeah, yeah, there are always issues. But yeah, we know also we have to improve. And so in our game, I think we played very good at Bayern Munich and against Liverpool. But we should have created more chances. And then, of course, we should have been more clinical in such moments. Is it, is it about getting more players into scoring situations? Or do you believe you, you're creating the chances just not... Not taking them. Uh, I think we we can definitely improve. So it's not about one player, but it's about a totally group of um, of us. So as you as you know, my philosophy: we have to attack with with eleven. So it's not only about one player, eh, but it's about uh, yeah, everyone. And we so we have to get the movement uh, the movements better. Uh, the decisions, uh, so the ball decisions, decision making on the ball has to be better. Um, yeah, and sometimes also yeah, we have to be more clinical. I think the best chance on on um, set of Sunday in Liverpool was ours, uh, and it was a great attack. Eric, the European Super League is back on the agenda this week. What do you make of the revised concept, the new format with promotion and relegation? Nah, I, I refer to the statement the club brought out yesterday. The club's position's clear, obviously. The court of rule, though, essentially has changed the footballing landscape in some, some way, shape or form. Do you think that change is inevitable within European football at some point in the future? Uh, so I have to look then in more detail in uh, if I want to, to express an opinion about that. And can I just ask you about January, about transfers? Do you know yet whether you're going to have money to spend? Do you want to strengthen the squad next month? So, um, uh, so the current squad... So I'm happy. So as we get our players back, I'm sure we, we have a good squad. Um, I think a lot of our, uh, uh, say, the way 
it went in the first season of uh, uh, the reasons behind because many players were not available and I'm sure when all the players are available on board and it looks like as uh, I said Casemiro will be back Martinez will be back uh, Mason Mount will be back um, yeah, we, will, we will be much stronger uh, after the winter Ian Eric just to pick up on what Simon was asking you about before with the, the lack of goals I understand it's not just about one player but Rasmus Hoyle is a, a very young man he, he's come to a, a big club a different league a, a different country and not scored in the Premier League yet I just wonder how personally you think he's coping with the pressure and, and going so long without a, a first goal in the league yeah, of, of course we we are open, and we uh, and also he is open, and I think he is um, his mentality is great, and he's um, so he, I think he is a very good performer under stress, and he he deals with that. But it's not only about Rasmus Holland; it's also about Marcus Rashford, it's also about Carnacho, it's also about Anthony, it's also about Bruno Fernandes, and it's also about Scott, Scott McTominay. So there are many, and uh, don't forget our fullbacks. Uh, who has to be a big part in that? Um, so um, I'm sure uh, we uh, we work on that fact uh, uh, as a group, from offensive players or who are in offensive, who are uh, contributing there or who should contributing there, and uh, and I'm sure uh, we will improving. And especially if our squad uh, is. Um, uh, is full, accompanied, and then it's better in balance, and then we uh, we should take uh, create we should create more chances. Yeah, lots of stuff there about United's lack of goals. I think in tomorrow's game against West Ham, we're probably going to need at least two goals to come away with anything from that game. Two goals could be enough to win it but we're definitely going to need to find the back of the net at least once to get something from the game. So we are going to break down that game against West Ham and I'm going to explain that comment shortly. Before we do that, though, let me take a quick pause to tell you guys about game time. Have you ever been stressed trying to buy tickets on a secondary market or via a third-party site? I'm sure you have. Um, there's always that stress of, shall I get the tickets now or a better seat's going to become available? Are there going to be tickets available for a better price? Losing out on those tickets at the good price that we're in a good location and then having to settle for something worse or maybe making the purchase and waiting for the tickets to come through and then maybe getting through to the last minute and still not knowing where your tickets are and not being able to get any help from Will Call or the arena because they were purchased third party. All of this stress is something that I've experienced and buying tickets to your favourite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy and theatre near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and a best price guarantee. You can actually stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll actually have at the event. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Game Time tickets actually make the perfect holiday gift. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but again, create an account and redeem the code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets at the lowest price, guaranteed. Let me also take this pause to tell you guys about Hall of Fame Bets, where you can stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. 
So let's close out by looking at Manchester United's trip to the London Stadium where they will play against West Ham. This has been a difficult place for many teams to go so far this season. I expect nothing different for Man United, which probably explains why United are actually an underdog. I don't remember the last time United were an underdog going to West Ham. That's probably not a good thing um, in terms of where Manchester United are. And I've seen a lot of things like that that haven't been good this week. I'll give you an example. Um, I was probably going to save this for the next show, but the game against Aston Villa is on Boxing Day. Now, there's three games, unless we're playing against Man City or Liverpool or Arsenal or Tottenham. There are there are three games that are just popular because of the date. It's the opening game of the season. It's because it's during the summer holidays and there's obviously hype for the opening game of the season. Um, and then there's the the two home games that we get during the Christmas period, whether it be on Boxing Day or the 28th or the 29th or whether it be the New Day, the New Year's the New Year's Day game, um, the game in January and the game in December, we, we usually play two home games over Christmas and they are usually immediately sold out because the, the dad's off work and the mum's off work and the, the, the children are off school and they want to go and the grandparents are available and the uncles and the aunties and they might be visiting and everybody's there. Everybody can go to the game and everybody wants to go to the game. Old Trafford is fully available for the Aston Villa game. You can sit anywhere. This is an Aston Villa team who are challenging for the Champions League. So it's a big game and it's Manchester United on Boxing Day. And you can literally sit anywhere. It's like getting a ticket to Manchester City. You can sit anywhere you want. No one's interested. And that is the unfortunate situation that Manchester United are in at the moment. They're still um, bombarding people with um, with emails to buy shit for Christmas, which I'm not sure many people will be interested in receiving um, based on how Man United have played so far this season. But um, it was very alarming to to see that. And it's um, it's also alarming to, to see United as an underdog travelling to West Ham here, eight to five underdog for this game. Does that mean I'm interested in taking United here as an underdog? It does not. Um, I think um, United do have a chance of winning this game because they've had a week to prepare. We very rarely get a week to prepare. We've been playing in the Carabao Cup, but we've been playing in the Champions League. So that does put us in a better position to to win this game. Obviously, West Ham did play in midweek against Liverpool and they got battered 5-1. You could argue that this is a big bounce-back spot for them, but I think bounce-back spots are usually for teams who um, underperform and now have an opportunity to put that right. I don't think West Ham are expected to beat Manchester United and I don't think they were expected to beat Liverpool despite the fact that they are a narrow favourite here. Manchester United are the ones who still have the better better quality players on the pitch. So I do not agree with West Ham being a favourite whilst at the same time I cannot really make a case for Man United. So the thing I'm going to go with here is the goals. I said earlier on that Manchester United probably will need to score two goals to win this game at least because I'm certain that West Ham will be able to find the back of the net. West Ham are very strong at home. They've won four of their last six Premier League matches coming into this, whilst Man United have won just one of their last six matches in all competitions. Whilst both teams have scored in 13 of West Ham's 17 league games so far this season. And that is the key bit of data that I'm going to attach myself to in terms of making a pick. 
BTTS is the standout pick. It's something that has cashed in 13 of West Ham's 17 league games so far this season. And I see no reason to get off the BTTS train. Now, obviously, with that kind of data, the selection is significantly juiced at 8 to 13. And therefore, it does tempt you to look, <coughs> tempt you to look towards the over. But the over is only significantly better priced. It's at 4 to 6 minus 150. And you do need another goal for that. I can see this game finishing 1-1. I can see um, one team getting out on front and the other team putting on the pressure for the equaliser and finding a way through. I can see the game playing out like that. I can see a 1-1 draw here. So I'm more tied to that than I am uh, taking the over two and a half goals. Because I think over two and a half goals, if that cashes, both teams have scored anyway. I don't see a 3-0 win for West Ham and I don't see a 3-0 win for United, although United have won by that scoreline away to Everton. It would take a seismic away performance like the one against Everton for Manchester United to win here. But United have performed well lately away from home. I think they played well against Liverpool. They were very good against Galatasaray. That was a great performance and we should have won that game. It was because of Andre Nada that we didn't. And of course, winning away to Everton is a result that's aging very well when you look at how Everton are moving up the table and what they've done since and how they've made a mockery of the 10-point deduction. So, I think United could be a live dog here in this spot, but ultimately I have landed on um, on BTTS. It is a short price. It's available at 8 to 13, but given it has cashed in 13 of West Ham's 17 league games so far this season, I think it is a play that will win money for you as I just see both teams getting on the score sheet. Um, United did keep a clean sheet last weekend, but they did sit back with a very, very deep low block. I don't think they're going to take the same approach against West Ham, which will represent um, West Ham with more scoring opportunities to penetrate here, while I do expect United to score as well. That's it for me in this edition of Betting UFC. Good luck with all of your bets as always, and thanks for listening.